0: And breathe. And breathe out for four. (laughs) Breathe into anywhere that's causing you tension. (laughs) My entire body. Hello! Hello. Uh, Welcome to Where's My Freaking Dressing Room, where we discuss the world of classical music and what things are really like backstage.
1: I'm Alex.
0: And I'm Helen. (laughs) This episode, we're going to be talking about practice. Mm -hmm.
1: Different people's schedules. Yeah.
0: Different ways of approaching it. Yeah. And being able to kind of, I suppose, reflect on practice, really, you know, rather than getting so stuck in the moment that you can't actually consider what you did after you've done it. A laugh a minute. It's going to be one of the fun ones, guys. (laughs) I think something both of us have been talking about is the fact that, as musicians and performers, practice essentially is the lifeblood
1: <laughs> oh, you said it,
0: but essentially, yeah, it is the way that we hone our craft, it's the way that we figure out what we're gonna do, how we're gonna do it, how we manage our bodies, how we manage our minds. but um nobody kinda guides you as to how
1: to practice well, yeah, safely,
0: yes, yes. <gasps> Lord knows that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We thought it might be something interesting if we delve into it a little bit and see. Because we know everything. (laughs) Yeah, obviously we're here to to lecture you all. Yeah, obviously. No, of course not. We're just here to share some thoughts and have some discussions. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think both of us would say that we have some kind of routine your practice would you say yeah yeah
1: for sure i like to make sure i am physically warmed up in <laughs> inverted commas, not that i'm gonna like run a marathon
0: some of us have run a marathon hi
1: say, say that again <laughs> i've run a marathon <laughs> yes yeah, so i'm i just want to be like physically ready to take on singing mm. because i do find more and more that it's a real like whole body absolutely experience and if I'm hungover, not that I drink, obviously, <laughs> or just feeling a bit If shitty. I'm hungover,
0: that's your Katie. If yes. I am hungover, which I probably will <laughs>
1: Then there's just no point in trying to do hard practice. Yeah. And all I will do is um, hurt my little vocal cords. So planning practice into the schedule mm-hmm. and, yeah, physically warming up before. So yeah. I like to do yoga mm-hmm. um i've got very into yoga recently over covid just because there's so much time but also i mean i'm sure i'll talk about it spiritually at some point <laughs> look out for lucky that episode, you <laughs> um but yeah i find that that's a nice gentle way to wake up my body uh, get the yeah. breath flowing get my core engaged rather than just like right i'm in a practice room go which it was very much like that before i feel especially if you had like if i had a coaching at like 10:30 a.m um mm-hmm. then you know I would do a quick screen warm-up at home yeah. get the tube in sing terribly and then leave yeah so what was the point yeah now having time to not have to rush everywhere and I can give myself the perfect routine in order to be able to practice properly yeah which I've I've enjoyed trying to create you know the build-up to practice I can't like is it really lame but I kind of have to mentally prepare myself Nothing for practice, and like I, I write down. That's a lie. I don't write it down. Don't know why I'm lying on this podcast. Um, <laughs> I make a mental <laughs> note <laughs> of, of exactly what I want to gain, what I want to work on, piece-wise, uh, repertoire-wise, and technique-wise. Yeah, etc., etc.
0: No, I think that's really interesting, particularly what you were saying just there. You know, is it weird to say so you have to mentally get ready to practice? No, I don't think that's weird at all. Like I found like some of the most useful, I suppose, techniques that I've learned whilst being in COVID have been mentally preparing to like do a practice session. I have like a routine that I would do most days before I started practicing and um it takes about ten minutes. It's mostly like a mental exercise. And so you sit down in the room, you're gonna do your practice in, and it, it asks you to listen to the sounds like outside of the room so that might be like a car on the street birds etc so you list them and you label mm-hmm. them and then it would ask for like sounds inside the room that you're in so that might be uh like a clock or like i don't know like i could hear my own, my own breath like in my nose or in my mouth or whatever and then i suppose this would be my slight adaptation on it but like it asks you to kind of like go into your like head mm-hmm. and it's like where are you at like how are you doing and um actually i find that the most useful question to ask like where are you at today like how are you and so i'll sit there and i'll be like okay like today i'm feeling a bit tired but like i'm ready to engage with this or it'd be like yeah i'm feeling like pretty out of it this is going to be like a very gentle careful Mm -hmm, situation mm -hmm. or like feeling good and like ready to to get this done and then after that i would do like a series of like tension and relaxation exercises so just like i don't know, like my face shoulders uh, like core glutes and mm-hmm, legs mm-hmm. and it's literally just like the the relaxation is the most important part of that tension and relaxation you know sure. you're just you're letting everything go you're trying to be as relaxed as possible yeah and then i'll get involved into like whatever the routine is going to be more physical exercise like you were saying mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and just another thing as i think about it like putting my phone away oh boy you know yeah. like either on airplane mode if i'm going to use it to record something or just knowing that right you know for this next hour that is not like the important thing to be looking at and i think yeah once you put yourself in that mindset um for me it definitely changed how i approached practice and i think just like you were saying you know those sessions where it's like yeah you've got a coaching at ten thirty, and that is so brutal and like you kind of get there and you're like ah, and you've like screamed something like absolutely horrific you're just like that was a complete waste of time mm-hmm. whereas like i'm finding now like if i have something like a zoom thing at even ten thirty, like you know I, I get up for it and like you know i i think i'm warming up like the hour before like getting things ready and then maybe there's like a 20 minute break and then i go and do it but yeah. like In the olden days. I know. In the good old days. Um, You're not like warming up on the tube. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're like breathing and swallowing and hoping like you can can cope when you get in the room. You're like...
1: We do not advocate breathing and swallowing (laughs) as a warm
0: up. (laughs) But yeah, I completely agree with you. Like having the time to prepare for practice really changes the nature of the practice itself. Definitely.
1: Also, like, I feel like there's so much... There's so much work that has to be done on a piece mentally and, like, preparation-wise before you start singing it at all. Like, my my approach is always to look at it as, like, where is the piece coming in the opera or the oratorio or whatever and, yeah. you know, make sure you've got, obviously, the translations and mm. what the character is trying to say mm. before mm-hmm. a- attempting anything vocally. And maybe, maybe people are different with that, but I find that, like, helps me so much. Because I've done... That's, like... 70% of the work and then you just learn to sing it um,
0: <laughs> doddle no right? problem so easy <laughs> got it
1: but I feel like particularly because of the rush of college and trying to do like a thousand things you're always trying to like cheat in a sense. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh it's fine. I can just like look at the German on the train. Uh and as long as I've done the the vocal work before I can I like the other things I'll just slot in place. Yeah. Afterwards. Mm. And the more I've done all of that work pre coming to it vocally, yeah. The easier it is. It's Definitely. amazing. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I think also like speaking specifically about like opera, I think when you've done that kind of preparation and you know the plot Mm-hmm. And like where you're coming in in that plot, and like how all the different you know stories weave together, and and I'm a massive fan of context in, oh. in everything, and so I I I think it's it's really I don't know I I think it's it's a shame if one goes into it knowing only their little bit. Following on from what you're saying there, like I'm interested in like period and style, and you know like say you're working on like a Mozart opera, understanding that this is pre. Puccini, this is pre Verdi, you know, I and mean, just knowing that the the style of music and and the style of role is is different, and, and understanding where you are, just where you are coming in, like history and time, for sure. Yeah. Uh I I think is is important, and um, I think sometimes we just, like you say, because of the rush, and there is such a rush, and there is such a fear, you know, of not being vocally good enough or whatever. And it's like, yes, absolutely, like being vocally good enough is is really really important, but I think. You, you make yourself, like, so much more malleable to work with and so much more interesting to work with if you come fully informed with, like, your character, your character's background. And you probably perform so much better if you've completely fleshed out... For
1: sure. Yeah, yeah. What, it yeah.
0: Is, what it is what that you're doing. I think something I struggle with is... Take an aria, for example. I'll I'll get the aria and I'll get the text and I'll, like, translate it. And If it's in Italian mm-hmm. in particular, like... Looking at the stresses, yeah. And, uh, looking at the stresses in the words, and I'll say it, and I can say it like numerous times, and I'll be like, "Okay, I've nailed it." Like I, I you know, my pronunciation is really nice. Like I can't wait to like put this into the music, but then it's like I don't know, molding that to whatever the composer has written is always a freaking nightmare. nightmare. It's never like, "Oh, good, they've written all the musical stresses where all the word stresses nailed are. it, messed up." Yeah, yeah, you're just like, what well, the flip and flip and i i really struggle with that and like there are lots of stresses on like the first syllable Mm -hmm. i'm just like bene but in often you'll find it's like in musically i'll be like bene and you're like oh no (laughs) and i'm like i just i you know musically for me i just do not know how to like <laughs> enunciate like that first syllable but also like sing it in the rhythm and then like mm, the pronunciation yeah that's weird and I'm like but the music <laughs> is weird and it's not my fault.
1: <laughs> no no I totally agree. I, I agree with you there. Something that I've been doing recently which probably everyone does already and I'm just a loser and so far behind everyone but as in um, making sure that I like intone the Italian in rhythm yeah, I'm, like on a monotone okay. so say I would pick the the middle note, average middle note of the phrase or something. Um, and then I will sing the phrase in inverted commas, but just...
0: On that note. On
1: that note with the Italian on the rhythm. Right. Right? Does what, that like, sort of make
0: sense? Yeah, it makes sense. I just... Uh, not that. It. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's good. And so uh-huh. as you're singing that, you're you are emphasising the, the relevant stresses in yeah, the word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: Totally. Like the the point behind me doing that is to get... The Italian in such a way, natural in such a way that it's not impeding at all my vocal production. Yeah, and if that's the average note in the phrase, yeah, high and low, then then nothing needs to move too far yeah, from yeah, that, yeah. and it should be okay.
0: Hey, that's handy. I
1: mean, who knows? Handy
0: I, hints and tips right, <laughs> right here. Right, that's great.
1: Wait for my book.
0: <laughs> but I, you know, like like you're saying, so much of the work in preparation is therefore pre getting to that musical totally but yeah. i like having said that i'm sure we've, we've all been in situations where it's like you just need to get There's get to the music mm-hmm. and like yeah you're either pressed for time or sometimes like i'll admit to wanting to get to the music before anything it's you the know fun what i mean part. yeah and it's like if it's an aria i know already but have yet to sing it's like I can't be bothered to do all the speech work like, like i
1: know what happens
0: yeah yeah and i'm just like let me just get on with it like i just really want to learn it and sing it I think that happens to me once actually at the start of lockdown, but like quite quickly, it's like, but I don't know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and well, actually... the super detailed. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> I now actually physically cannot express this without that preparation. So yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. Like so much has to go into it beforehand. And I enjoy it actually.
1: The more I do it properly, the more I enjoy it. Yeah. yeah for sure. Definitely. Having the time now to spend doing it. It's, yeah. and Also you, you, you reap the rewards and
0: it's, that's, it's very satisfying definitely with like having this time it's made me um I suppose like reflect on like good and bad practices in practicing <laughs> and I think something that I do and I, you mentioned it earlier I suppose I do it in a slightly different way Is like I plan practice but I plan practice like long term if that makes sense oh sure so obviously it's a bit different now because we don't have any work but when we used to have work um I would kind of see the masterclass or the concert or whatever and I would like plan my practice backwards seeing that kind of concert let's say for example um I would see like the kind of five days leading up to that as like very little practice because it's like by that point I'm ready to go Ah, and then like these days are like theoretically minimal days maybe you're just like checking over a couple of bits and pieces or like you know you're doing some mental practice or whatever but these are rest days in preparation Mm. for that performance and then you're working your way back from there so i don't know like maybe a a week before the concert you've run it and maybe you've run it again a couple of days pre that and then prior to that i mean it really depends on like the concert, sure but um and
1: what else is going on around the time
0: yeah Um, i mean we're literally talking like ideal yeah times. What about the panic week? That's my favourite week. The pressure panic (laughs) week. But yeah, like this is like if you have like ample, ample time Mm -hmm. and yeah, I, I can equally appreciate that if you've got like six or seven gigs happening like very close together, it's it's incredibly hard. I think personally like yeah, giving yourself that kind of I don't know, long term stretch of time so you can see like, right, I'm here right now but hopefully in, in two months time I'm gonna know these ten arias and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. gonna be able to string them all together in some kind of concert or something. And you can kind of see that you're you're working your way towards whatever a that, that end goal might yeah, be. That's great. Something I wanted to chat about was like listening back. Yeah. The dreaded listening. I feel back. terrible
1: about that. But <laughs> after you, please.
0: Yeah, like a lot of my sessions I'll record either parts or I'll record the whole thing. And yeah, I don't enjoy listening to it and actually i probably listen to it less than I should but when I do listen to it it absolutely informs my next practice sessions really? because you'll hear stuff and you'll be like oh right actually that worked much much better than I was expecting and, and that's good you know I've managed to nail that but then X, Y and Z are the things I need to look at next time I find I get more out of it I I hate listening back I know exactly what you mean and yeah it just makes you feel uncomfortable because we're similar like I hear all the stuff I can't do
1: yeah it's just mistake after mistake and it's like yeah. I'm I'm listening with my judgy ears but I'm judging myself yeah yeah
0: yeah, uh, yeah it feels you know deadly uncomfortable but I, I find if, if I can get myself in the right headspace where I'm like just objectively listening and mm-hmm. you know almost it's like you have to switch off and be like right that's not even me that's somebody else and like okay these these are things I think would be beneficial and then you know you, you kind of yeah take take that forward into you know those those future practice sessions it's hard to do
1: I'm impressed that you do it I
0: don't do it that often. <laughs> yeah. but um, I, I do try it's just it's a bit uncomfortable isn't it when you hear yourself you're like mm. goodness is that what I sound is that what I sound like so nasal <laughs> yeah just as I was saying that like listening as a performer is like obviously crucial to everything that we do mm-hmm. but I think listening back to practice is something we really struggle with and then the other thing I think about practice is like listening to yourself so, like, in the past, I really struggled to, like, listen to my, my, like, body. Sure. Like, either telling me, like, we need to stop now or, like, I need a break. Can you let me have a break?
1: Oh, yeah. That's a big one.
0: And, um, you know, there's, there's the driver part of your head that's, like, absolutely not. Power through. Yeah. And it's like, you're going to get this if you just keep going. Singing is just such a, it's such a physical thing. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's about a training of the body. And back in the day, I would, I didn't see it like that. And I was like, you know, this is a mental game. And, like, the harder I push myself, the faster I'm going to get to where I want to yeah, be. Yeah, totally. And actually, as a result, you know, did, did not go that way. So do not <laughs> do that. But, um, yeah, and therefore, I think, you know, I'm much more, like, when I start my practice, I, like, I'll check in, I'll ask those questions, like, how are you doing today? Like, how do you feel today? And, like, when I'm about to sing, I, initially, I'll just be like, what do you need to sing right, right now? Not, like when i get to the rep just in terms of warming up i'm like where do you need to start singing just to get yourself comfortable and comfortable in your own body yeah i'm i definitely am a massive advocate for actually like listening to what your body is saying because i have ignored it for a very long time yeah it's a very bad idea i can attest to that
1: actually the thing about being like having a flexible yeah warm-up routine when i like got a good warm-up and I was really pleased with that. I was like, yeah, I really like this warm up. I'm always going to do this. And I I would just scream my way through my warm up because that's what so I was like. No, I got to do this. Otherwise, I won't be able to sing. Actually, it's like, as you said, listening to like, what do I actually need to warm up today? What am I working on? You know, if, I, if I'm if i not going to be using those high notes, maybe I could like give that side of things a rest today so that, you know, things can recover while I work on other things. And also it meant that if I was time-constrained and, say, I only had a couple of minutes to squeeze in my warm-up, then I would panic and just do my whole warm-up really quickly, which is so (laughs) pointless. I love it. Need for speed. (laughs) (laughs) And because it was such a mental thing, like, well, if if I haven't done that properly, I won't be able to sing properly later. But it's just like, no, no, no. If I have a rehearsal in the morning, then... Or, like, a whole day rehearsal. Yeah, by the afternoon, I will have warmed up naturally. So don't push myself in the morning.
0: Yeah. Just let it be. hmm 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 This might be, like, a really personal one for me, but, like, I often feel the need to warm up to check it's all, like... Working. Working. Is it there? Yeah, and it, that's madness. So I ran a marathon. Oh, God. And, um, sorry, I didn't mention that I uh. ran a marathon. But, um all jokes aside i think there are huge 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 similarities between like sports people and uh singers singers are absolutely athletes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but like would you ever see like a, a marathon runner like taking a quick like two second sprint down the street just to check their legs are working <laughs> you wouldn't no. because that's madness I'm, i might be speaking incorrectly here but i do i do feel sports people are very like they're you know, they're trusting yeah and they they're going through a process which means they're relatively like secure and confident in the fact that at least like their their body will function in some way as one would expect whereas I think part part of the issue is like you can't even see what is happening in the voice mm-hmm, and you know mm-hmm. it's it's absolutely tiny structure you know the size of like a 5p piece to ask of that so much it being inside of you you're just you're just worried that one day it's not well, going gonna... to what's gone? yeah i think that can that can lead to unusual practice because you want to be careful with it but then you also want it to become this you know brilliant thing and and how how do you do that and um yeah I think just going back to like what we were saying at the start of this podcast you know is often that um yeah people don't tell you how to practice yeah and people don't really guide you on that and I, I do remember having some teachers and I remember saying like you know what would you suggest for your practice and get, getting very very Big. little information in return you know like well, you know, at least an hour a day. Uh, and yes, I would say I I do now do an hour a day. But I, I remember back at that time, like I didn't have the stamina. No, no. And and surely that should be part of this conversation. Like working up to having your hour a day and, and being aware of what you can and can't do yet. Like to say to somebody, yeah, practice an hour a day when, when they're, they're maybe singing like twice a week. Yeah. Is, it, it's crazy.
1: Well, and also... There's no point in singing hour and day if it's just like unhealthy screaming. Because yeah. you're like, Well gotta do it. It's the hour, but I'm really tired. Slash hangover. Um
0: <laughs> Kind of as we were saying before, you know, in terms of planning practice, it's like that there is no point in practising if your practice is you just belting through some of the songs that you do wanna learn at some point. Like mm-hmm. there needs to be a sense of you know, that's the goal over there. These are the things I'm gonna to do to try and get closer to that. And uh yeah, I I can think of like hundreds of hours I've wasted, wasted yeah. just singing through stuff, thinking because I'm singing through it, I'm getting better.
1: Eighty twenty principle. Ooh. I mentioned this before. <laughs> but literally like honing in on those those things that are really good in your practice, slash in your warm-up or whatever, and be like, yeah need to do more of them ditch the rest
0: yeah shorter focus session way better than Mm -hmm.
1: maybe multiple short focused
0: sessions yeah some people yeah I I don't do that and again like we're saying it's flexible so yeah if multiple short sessions is what works for you then do it but yeah personally I'm more of like it's an hour to an hour and a half when I'm in the zone again I think it's it's tough because really the probably like the best routine is only something you're going to find out through trying and testing Mm -hmm. methods Mm -hmm i would say personally like i've only now come to like a routine i'm happy with during coronavirus because i've had the time finally to, yeah, to like totally agree. realize what actually does and doesn't work and you know i tried a few different things and uh like i, I was trying to do like mental practice sessions so like um sessions where you imagine practicing mm-hmm. as opposed to physically physically doing something. it and okay. yeah um there is a book uh, called Musical Excellence, um, Strategies and Techniques to Enhance Performance. And that's written by Aaron Williamman. And um, in there, he offers a number of different strategies as to how to execute mental practice. And a lot of it is about kind of real, like, s- sensual imagination, essentially. Yeah. So it's like you can kind of see yourself in the room what else can you hear like so if I'm imagining practicing in college I can hear other people practicing and then it's like you know what can you touch and it might be like the I don't know like the glossy top of the piano or like uh, the metal of the door handle so you're really like putting yourself in that practice room situation one of them is kind of like you're like running through the piece as yourself and then you step out outside of yourself and you watch yourself and like what do you notice that's different and what will you tell yourself when you go back Like being inside yourself, how are you going to do that differently? I actually found it like really, really useful. Certainly like as somebody that loves to over practice, it was a really good way of getting that mental time in, but not tiring the muscles. Sure. And I did find when when I would then go back to those pieces and perform them physically, I... I would embody some of the stuff I thought about, not like all of it, and it wouldn't no, be. No, but anything is
1: good. That's yeah, habit. yeah, that's really good. Huh. Um,
0: yeah, I would, I would highly recommend that if you are looking for like alternative uh, practice strategies, particularly like if you're where we are now in COVID and you don't want to annoy your neighbours all the time. Right. Um, mental practice is very quiet.
1: Also, like post COVID, when everything opens up again, huh, um, then that would be great. A great way to use a train journey
0: yeah yeah i mean if I'd, yeah if, if you can get into that state base, yeah sure. with a lot of these mental strategies the more you do them the easier it is to drop into that kind of state of mind if that makes sense so like initially as i was doing it it would take me a while to stop thinking about, about a world. million other things lunch mostly yeah, yeah yeah lunch breakfast like when is my next drink <laughs> 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 um but I suppose the more you do it, and I was tra- I was trying to do it, like, every day, every other day or whatever, you quicker move into this, like, very relaxed, willing, open state. I think it makes it easier for, like, information to kind of... Yeah, yeah. The more, more present
1: you are, of course, the more you'll pick up.
0: Definitely. I think it's hard to hear what your body is telling you sometimes. Um, I'm definitely somebody that, like... Power through. Yeah. And, and shut that shit off. Like, I don't want to <laughs> know. <laughs> Obviously, in such a physical business and career you can't really do that so it's it's definitely like finding that openness and yoga is really good you know for finding like ways of being in your body and hearing your body and like experiencing your body in a way that means you're actually paying attention to it as opposed to being like no 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 wow that
1: wasn't too boring (laughs) I'll steal bits of your routine, for sure. Thanks very yeah. much.
0: Um, but yeah, you know, we want to hear a little bit from, from you guys out there.
1: Any quirks that you might have? Any Absolutely. Any fun tidbits. Yeah.
0: Are you the person that has somebody that lives near you that practices all the time? I really hope my neighbors <laughs> Are you a neighbour? Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, we want to hear your thoughts. Does it annoy you? Do you actually love it? Because some people really enjoy that kind of, you know, hearing someone you know playing an instrument or or like practicing do they well i think people find it like heartening what's like oh there's
1: art going on around me. yeah exactly Mm, no no, not for you if it's not my art it's not art so
0: (laughs) (laughs) everybody else takes a trash Mm But uh yeah get in touch um you can find us on
1: our website we? which is www.wheresmyfreakingdressingroom.com and
0: you can follow us uh on our socials um we're on instagram at dressingroompod, and we're on twitter at dressing room pod so yeah get in touch and we'll uh we'll be back soon bye <laughs>